Hello, you are listening to Life After Paralysis. I am your host, Tiffany Carlson, and you are listening to our episode on healthy eating and weight loss after a spinal cord injury. Uh, If you're not familiar with the calorie count after a spinal cord injury, when you break your neck, uh, you're supposed to consume around 1,200 calories a day. Uh, When you're a paraplegic, you're only supposed to consume about 1,500. Um, But a lot of people after a spinal cord injury are depressed, they find a lot of comfort in food, and they're not quite sure how to manage their diet and how to eat healthy um, when there's so much else going on. And I I think that's why we're doing this topic um, because a lot of people are struggling with this and there is a lot of really great information out there to help you get in shape. So I decided to interview two people that have lost weight in some really great ways. Uh, We're gonna interview uh, Brian Casper, who is a quadriplegic, and eats very, very clean, and it's changed the way he his body heals, the way he feels in general. And then we're gonna also speak with Damon uh, Bozier from Honolulu, Hawaii, who recently lost a significant amount of weight uh, just with his diet. And so they're both really cool guys. I hope you guys get a lot out of the podcast. So stay tuned, and we're gonna start with Brian. And thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Hey, everybody. So we are joined by Brian Casper. He is our first uh, person joining us for our podcast on weight loss after spinal cord injury and just healthy eating. It doesn't have to be weight loss, just feeling better through diet. So, hey, Brian, how are you? Welcome. I'm doing all right. So good. I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, Thank you again for, uh, you know, being on um, the podcast and sharing just your story with us. I know it can be a little bit weird putting your life out there on the internet. So thank you. Um, So I don't know a lot about you. I know that you're, you're in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you don't mind sharing, how were you injured and how long ago was it? I was when I was 18. um, So 2003. Okay. Uh, I was in a car accident, drinking and driving. Oh, okay. A teenager, so. That's a very common injury, unfortunately. So, yeah, were yeah. you were you a, like tenth grade or eleventh grade? I was between my junior year and senior year of high school. Okay. So. That's a tough age. So, how did you go back to school? Did you even go back to school after your injury? Uh, I got I got tutored when I was in the hospital and stuff like that, and they actually gave me credits for going to my therapy. Oh, good. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, That's so nice. I didn't really go to school, but, <laughs> you know, the tutor came and said, hey, uh, you know, you can work on whatever you want, basically. That's lucky. Um, now, that did not happen to me. But I feel too stressed out, you don't worry about doing it, you know. It's all what, about you. What high school were you at? Uh, New Prague High School. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty nice. So then I know that you were, are you a C7 or what's your level of injury? Well, see, most people are injured because they broke a vertebrae, right? But um, I had a blood clot from C2 down to T10. Oh, wow. So, wow. And I haven't met anybody else who's been injured no, that way. Never. Like, so you're telling well, me you got a blood clot? From your car accident then? Yeah. Okay. Like, kind of like the way I understand it is like more like a concussion, right? Like my muscles, like since I was so young and strong, like I was in football and wrestling and I was working concrete that summer. So like 
I gained like 15 pounds in like a month and a half with pure muscle. Wow. I guess basically I was like so strong and young or whatever, like my muscles were able to protect my spinal column, but the impact was still so great that um, my spinal column can protect my spinal cord. So like kind of like when you get a concussion, right? Like, you know, your, your brain smashes up the, the, against the wall of your, your skull and that bruises your skull. Oh, so man. my spinal cord smashed up against, you know, my vertebrae and bruised the vertebrae. Oh gosh. So you were injured pretty severely or what, what's like your level of function after your, after all said and done? Well, they told me I would be on a ventilator for the rest of my life. Um, when I was first injured, I couldn't even shrug my left shoulder. I could move my right hand like I normally, or arm, I should say, like I always could, but like I couldn't move my fingers. Like I could move my wrist both ways. You know, I had full bicep and tricep. But mm-hmm. um, my left arm, I couldn't even like shrug my shoulder. And through, I guess, years and years of rehab and I contribute a lot of my success to the diet and other things too. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm able to push a manual wheelchair and walk in a walker. And, really? Um, wow. That's things like that. So mm-hmm. a long ways from where they told me I was going to be, right? Like, <sighs> yeah. The doctors, um, I feel like doctors, you know, we already know that they kind of give you the last, the worst case scenario, right? And then if... Right you get better, it makes them look really great, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think they should be like, well, like, chances are, like, it's going to be tough, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, right. like, you got to work at it, but they don't it's never get <laughs> I don't like when the doctors say that you're going to be on a ventilator for the rest of your life right away. I think that's kind of depressing when they say that to people. Right. It really gets in your well, head. And, like, there's so many people that I talk to that, like, you know, after their injury, like their initial diagnosis was so much, you know, like what the doctors told them, like, oh, you're not going to get this far. And then they always end up getting so much farther than that. Like, I don't see why they give them such a grim outlook. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the worst. I, 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 we should get a doctor on who can tell us why. <laughs> but I think that I'm glad that you got better. So you were a teenager. And how long did it take for you to kind of figure out that you needed to eat better? Or were you always someone that ate healthy before you were injured? Well, I mean, I guess I had it in mind, like I knew about it, mm-hmm. but I was just a teenager, so right. I ate basically anything and everything that was put in front of me. Like, okay. You yeah. know, I'd go to the, to the Chinese restaurant and eat seven plates of food and, you know, still be hungry somehow, like, you know, an hour later. Oh, I know. Those were the teenage years. So after your injury, I mean, did you try to eat the same and you realize, whoa, I better not eat this kind, this much food. Well, it was before I even got out of rehab. So like I spent 40 days in ICU, like incredibly long time in ICU and then another three months in a rehab hospital. And then, you know, another 10 months at the current center and years of outpatient after that. Um, And I was, well, I was on the feeding tube and stuff like that. So I spent, three months without even eating or drinking anything. Like I never wanted water so bad in my life. Like I remember telling myself, cause like my mom, Mm -hmm. like they would, you know, they would get get me out of bed in the hospital. They would take me and wheel me out on the patio at the Bethesda hospital. And every day they wheeled me out, I had to pop past the pop machine. And the pop machine had like 
the, the can on it with the driplets of water that just looks so good to me. Like, I just wanted to stop and like lick the machine. <laughs> but tell my mom just to stop and park me there before I went outside so I could look at the water, how good it looked. And there was a water fountain right next to it too. Oh. So it was just, I don't know. Kind of like when I would cut weight in wrestling for some reason, like I loved watching like cooking foods and like looking at stuff. Like most people would hate that, you know, like when they were cutting weight, but I just, it was like, at least I can see it and I think about it. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, so you couldn't drink much water, you were saying, after your injury? Yeah, for like three months, because I was on the ventilator and I had the feeding tube. Oh, my God. And so when I would swallow, it would go down into my lungs. Right. Wow. Instead of into the stomach. So, and, wow. So after you got the ventilator out, I bet you were drinking a lot of delicious water. Yeah, as soon as they let me, like, well, and that's what I was saying. I told myself that I was never going to, like, allow, like, deplete myself of water again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that might have been, mm -hmm. I guess, part of the thought there. But, um, you know, once I got to the Courage Center and got, like, really deep into doing my rehab and stuff, I was having constant UTIs, just one after another. And it was just ridiculous. I know a common thing for wheelchair or disabled oh, yeah. people in general oh especially yeah like catheter users that's a common thing if you use a catheter it's your life you're gonna get utis right and i don't know i guess just like i realized the antibiotics weren't working yeah. and like something needed to be different and um kind of like right as i got out of the current center I started learning about like healthier eating and stuff like that and uh, realized, you know, through advice and different researches and stuff that I did that like cutting out sugar was a huge thing. Like once yeah. I quit eating sugar, like the UTIs basically like just disappeared. What? Like, Hold on. That's a huge revelation. Now, how did you even come upon that like, to not eat sugar? Does your doctor recommend that to you? No, I mean, I just, I met a couple of different people who like were into healthier eating cool. and stuff like that, like doing organic. Like when I moved out, I met just a couple of different people who kind of like were into eating organic and healthier and stuff like that. And just that led me down the path, like researching, um, I guess just diet more. Okay. And, like, realizing, you know, like before my accident, you know, like, to me, like the only reason why you'd want to eat healthy was just because you're overweight. Like otherwise... You know, you can eat whatever you want because you're not going to, you know, gain right. weight. And right. I've been a skinny guy my whole life. I've been able to, I have, you know, you were talking about like weight loss, but I have right. the opposite problem, like uh -huh. weight gain. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah. And actually, another huge thing after my accident, like I got, I was, I'm six feet tall and I got down to like 98 pounds. Oh my God. Mm -mm. For, like I was, when I was at the Courage Center, uh, I couldn't get over 110 pounds. And then finally, like once I got out of the Courage Center and um, while I was eating, I was drinking Boost three times a day, doing like double lunches. What? I would order from like Frankie's and I'd eat a whole <laughs> rack of chips and a half <laughs> and salad. Uh, so what was how, why weren't you gaining weight? What was happening? I, I think mainly I just, I wasn't, digesting it properly uh, um and yeah. you know with the spinal cord injury i think your whole body just goes out of whack and stuff sure like does. that so just, yeah in general i would say most people have 
don't digest their food fully. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so your your body's wasting a lot of energy digesting food and getting nothing from it, or trying to digest food, I should say. That's and yeah. So, wow. So you decided to like, I'm going to just cut sugar out of my diet and let's see how it works. Yeah. And then, well, I kind of sort of at the same time, I started eating organics. Oh, yeah. That made a huge difference, like less processed food and stuff like that. And that's kind of like right when I moved out of the Courage Center. So like, you know, I had been spending what the last year or so, like eating conventional food from the hospital or whatever. Yeah, not good. Yeah, not I re- I remember the the tater tot casserole from the Courage Center, so good. <laughs> I remember liking the ice cream and like knowing that like since I was on double lunch, I could get an extra ice cream. <laughs> it was not really ever good food though. I remember at the Courage Center, right. they definitely don't put any effort into organic food there at all. Right, and that I would love to change that there because i think it would be a great part of therapy oh yeah i just saw a thing over the weekend that there's a therapist that's using food now to treat brain disorders it's really cool there's a lot of i think a lot of um still unknown stuff about just food and how you know it's medicine right it's it's medicine when you're injured like with we are i think it's such it's critical to really kind of remind yourself that Mm -hmm. well like they give you a pill because they say you're depressed because the chemicals are unbalanced in your head or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they give you a pill to correct that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just a chemical in your body. Like when you eat food, that's all your body doing is breaking it down into different chemicals and using it. Right. So why can't you use food? Totally. To treat your- it's more natural. I know. As long as you have the time to go shopping, right? And because people always grab that shitty food last minute and it's that taco at Taco Bell or whatever, they don't put time and effort. For you, since you're now eating so healthy, is, is, is meal planning like a really integral part of your life now? Like making sure oh, you food, get, food. yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know I didn't put it in the list, but I just thought about this. Like I know as a quad, is meal planning trickier? Do you have any tips for that? Like, you know? Just planning together good meals. Do you do all of it on your own? Um, yeah, mostly. Well, I've been living here in Wasika because I got a job tutoring uh, oh, cool. at the school, and um, been having difficulties finding any PCAs to like work for me oh, and stuff okay. like that. So, yeah, it's a lot of between like working a full time job and like, taking care of myself. Like, oh man, lot, like. If I don't have everything lined up and set right. up, like, it goes wrong real, real fast. So um, what's an easy way to eat healthy when you're in a pinch like yourself right now? What do you do that guarantees you know you're going to eat okay? Um, try to find like as many like healthy pre-made things as I can. Yep. Um, or like, you know, since I do do a lot of things on myself, like, it cuts down on a lot of time, you know, me being a quadriplegic, like having somebody cut up my vegetables for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it takes them like maybe 30 seconds to cut an onion, but it's going to take me five, 10 minutes. I know, you know? right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So things like that and just like planning ahead and just 
having different things like you know when i make i like rice is a great thing to eat yeah. so, you, know, you can make it and put it in the fridge or like i should get better at making like pre-made frozen meals but i just i like to stay fresher me too and yeah actually recently kind of what i've done even though i'm not quite sure if it's like you know the most best thing to do but i think uh well i should go back a little bit okay. like when i got out of the curve center and on my own and like started eating healthier and learning about the organics i got really really strict and i got on a raw food diet oh really where all, where all i ate was raw fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds mm. so like stricter than like a vegan you know what i mean like mm. the only like vegan rule i would have broken was like uh uh i ate honey wow and i hate the idea of like a vegan because like you could be a vegan and still eat french fries you know oh yeah you could totally eat french fries i know a lot of vegans with like they're not healthy yeah mm -hmm. there's a lot of junk food that you can eat as a vegan but i was a raw foodist and um that made just waves huge huge differences really um and just everything like my skin like i could get like a cut or something like that and like um i would treat it with wheat germ oil and like a like a herbal compound called connective tissue yeah and you could i could watch it like heal in like three days like where it would just be like a red mark really so like and i know like you know people that are in wheelchairs like that's skin breakdown is a huge thing huge thing huge thing wow so, so like just the skin alone was a huge thing there and like yeah. digestion and my muscle spasms utis like just i i remember like after being on a diet for like a year or so like uh looking back on the year and like thinking about like wow like last winter i didn't have like a cold i didn't even have like a runny nose wow really I had like more energy than everybody else around me. Like, like mm -hmm. it was just like, you know, I get done doing my my walking for the day. Like, you know, I just yeah. walked for an hour or whatever. And yeah, you know, the people that are working for me, they're tired of working like all day. And I'm like, oh, let's go! Like, let's go for like a walk, <laughs> cruise in my wheelchair. Because you know, I found that just to be beneficial too. Like going out for uh, you know a couple miles in your power wheelchair, or oh, yeah. you know, as far as you can push in the manual wheelchair, like. Just getting out and getting that movement and that vibration out. So, like, basically, any movement you can get when you're in a wheelchair, I think, is going to be beneficial. Yeah. So, how come you stopped doing the raw diet? Was it too hard to keep up? It, it was very. It was a lot to maintain. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, I had a great PCA that like really supported me with it, and right. I was living up in Minneapolis, well, New Hope, close to Minneapolis. So, like. Yeah. I had access to the Wedge Community Co-op. Oh, yeah. The Wedge is a great place. Yeah. It's like you pay $80. If you're on a fixed income or like disabled or anything like that, you get 10% off of everything. Oh, yeah. And then a year you get a patronage rebate check, which oh, aside yeah. from last year, like was always like it was better than my tax rebate. Basically. <laughs> wow. Like, really? Last year they didn't have any money because uh, they built like a new store and stuff like that, oh. and a lot of renovations. But they didn't make any profit. So, oh, okay. but I highly recommend if you're around here. Well, you know about the wedge, so I'm I know about that. the wedge. I like to go to a co-op closer to me over in north northeast over here on Central. I go to that co-op um, north side. But yeah, the wedge is great. 
I know. And so do you eat vegan now then, or do you just eat healthy? I try to eat as healthy as I can. Like I'm, I would love to be like a place where I could be back on that raw food diet. Yeah. But like another thing about like when you get like real strict like that is like you really, you'd be surprised at how it impacts your social life. Oh, right. Yeah. So, like, a lot of times when you go out with people, like you're either going to dinner or, you know, you're going out to eat or, um, you know, family events on the holidays and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, when you show up at Thanksgiving and like, oh, I'm going to eat the salad and nothing else. Like everybody's like, oh, come on, come on. You know, like sort of like they don't it's understand. It's hard. Yeah. No. And that and just, like I said, it, it is a lot to maintain. I, w- I would love to be back there, but now I just, I kind of try to go off of like <laughs> what I can do and how I feel and stuff like that, you know, like, yeah. And well, the thing is too, is like, you know, cravings. And, yeah, right. uh, so like, I realize you can, you can change the way your body craves things. Like your body's craving things. Cause it's like, saying i need this kind of music or whatever right yeah, yeah and so if you if you grew up you know eating unhealthy or whatever your body learns that it gets this nutrients from this thing mm. so it craves that thing so like right i, I hear know, you mean like it's kind of like a terrible example but like say your body needs like calcium and yeah. maybe you didn't drink a lot of milk, but you ate a lot of ice cream. So, like, you crave ice cream instead or something like that. You know, like, when I got real strict on the diet, like, it was to the point where, like, the thought of, like, going to, like, the wedge and getting, like, their bulk uh, baby greens that they had yeah. was, like, my mouth water. I was like, oh, I just, I love getting from them from there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I would crave <laughs> greens you know what i mean like vegetables like who would have thought i i know the body learns to the body can be retrained now that's actually a really good tip that's really cool and it got to the point where like you know you go by mcdonald's and like just the smell of it was terrible yeah and like even if you ate it like it didn't taste good like it was like you could tell there was no substance to it you know what i mean like it was hollow like there was just empty calories in a sense I hate that feeling. I know it. You can really tell once you start eating healthy, you, you it's hard to go back to eating junk food, isn't it? You just can't. I think. I it, so, do you ever like? Or, or, do you ever order groceries to your house where you live, or do you still go to the grocery store down there? Um, sometimes. Well, it was nice when they offered it. Like, if you spent over a hundred dollars, it was free. Okay. But uh, I think that was kind of like a promotional. Uh, era with them so it kind of got to be a little bit more than that and, okay so uh, how about, how I about right hard, I'm sorry go ahead mm-hmm. I, just, I find it hard to like schedule like the time to fit in the times when they can come and stuff like that too oh yeah that's the thing and I know where you live now though you're not getting access to that food so where are you shopping right now um well you know I shop and like here in Wasika there's a uh, what cash wise and Walmart. And mm-hmm. I was actually surprised when I moved into town here, like what there was there for organics, but like it's it's sad because it's always the same thing over and over again. Like we're <laughs> compared to going to the wedge, it's like the most beautiful produce section that you can think of. Like there's so many different things to try and so fresh and stuff like that. Cause there's so much volume of people going there and turn around there. But like 
I doubt their produce stays on the shelf for much more than a day. No, it doesn't. What do you make that you want to, what you would recommend to quadriplegics out there or paraplegics that like, do you do smoothies or is there like a power snack that you just love that you think we should know about? I mean, I guess smoothies are great. Uh, it sounds like you know the good power foods to eat. I'm like, this guy might have some tips. Like, what do you like really live by that you know it's great? I would say try to eat as much leafy greens as you can because okay. leafy greens basically have all like the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you would ever need. Okay. In there. Like kale. Like all was kale every day good enough, or should you add other stuff to it? I like a variety. I always say a variety, like. I know kale is a good one, but the thing about kale is like it's harder to break down and digest because it's it's a lot tougher of a green. Oh, okay. But you do like the more green the lettuce is, the more nutrients it's gonna have. So like okay. you, you know, on the other end you'd have the iceberg lettuce, which is Ish. you know pretty much worthless. Worthless. But yeah. mm -hmm. I like you know romaine is always a good one yeah, because yeah. Uh, I like it because it lasts long. Yeah. You know. It's got a long shelf life. You can find it pretty much everywhere. Okay. Um, it's good as long as it's not covered in E. coli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. How about avocados? Or do you eat avocados a lot? Oh, I love avocados. It's, I mean, they always talk about the omegas and stuff like that. I haven't really gotten much into that, just other than I know that I like fat and I crave fat. And yeah. Avocados, I should say. People are always concerned, like, even like for like weight loss, like I would say you can eat as much fat as you want. Yeah. You just gotta eat right fats. Like, you know, eat avocados, eat, you know, olive oil, coconut oil, um, mm -hmm. you know, other oils like that. Don't stay away from like the butter and, and, um, and the fat and, and fat from meat, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you eat but, any meat at all or are you completely vegan? Well, and that's where I started going before I started explaining like the, 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 my raw food diet that I was on that yeah. kind of recently through just some like research and I guess listening to different people on like Joe Rogan's podcast actually talking about diet and stuff like that. I, uh, yeah. I've been doing and just cause I find it easier cause like on a raw food diet, like you yeah, have a hard time, uh, like getting full mm -hmm. and like, um, finding like I think protein and stuff like that and that's where like the fullness comes like right. you know as you can do like sprouted beans and stuff like that and you can get the protein on a vegetarian raw food diet it's just you got to know where and how and it's a lot more challenging than just you know throwing a chicken breast in the oven and eating it yeah, so yeah. what I found and like real simple like you said as a quadriplegic and like being on my own I like to just either you know, cook up a chicken breast, however, like, yep. I like boiling it, um, and then, you know, maybe in coconut oil, I love, like, doing, I love Thai food, yep. spicy food, mm. and so, Thai food has inspired a lot of my cooking, so I, pretty much everything, like, ends up being a variation of a curry, in a sense. Awesome. So I, you know, boil a chicken in coconut milk, and, um, cool. at a low temperature for a while, nice. and then just, even that with a salad, you know, throwing some, I love frozen peas, throwing frozen peas in there because I don't got to prep them or anything like that. Yeah, frozen uh, peas. Um, you know, or just salary or whatever, you know, wow. put with it. Well, even, but even if I you? just have a piece of meat and a salad on the side. Oh, wow. like, 
it's, it's the easiest thing to do. And would you, would you satisfy it off of it? Do you stick with like the brown rice instead of the white rice when you do like a carb? I'm like, what would you serve with that chicken then since you're so healthy? Well, and that's another huge thing is uh, food combining that I learned mm -hmm. about. So mm -hmm. like biggest thing with food combining, you can get really strict with the people get kind of nuts with it. Okay. But like I've noticed like don't eat meat with carbohydrates. Really? Because meat is going to digest in an acid mm -hmm. in your stomach. So like your stomach's going to make an acid in your stomach to right. digest meat. Where like to digest the carbohydrates it's going to be more of an alkaline oh, okay. um, substance. Okay. So if you eat carbohydrates and meat together, your body's sitting there throwing acid on the meat and then throwing alkaline on the carbohydrates and nothing's really getting digested. Oh, okay. So wow. Wow. If, you, if you separate your carbohydrates with your meat and eat them at different times, you'll notice way more energy. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good trip. Wow. Unless drinking water mm -hmm. is like not drinking water with your meals. Um, yep. I try to like drink water. I usually only end up being like five minutes before, but like ideally I like to do it at least 20 minutes before uh, I eat. And then after I eat, I like to wait at least an hour. Why don't you? Or again. What's well, the problem with water while you eat? I've never heard of this before. Well, it's watering down the digestive juices in your stomach. Oh, right. And then your food's not getting digested as well. And you're not so absorbing. You're not absorbing the food. I hear you. Okay. Right. Where like your body doesn't really digest water; it just absorbs it more. Or less. Right. 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 That's and interesting. So, wow. What if you're thirsty while you're eating, though? What do you do? Well, I like to do things like I always have kombucha. Okay. I'm addicted to kombucha, cool. which is a great thing. Like, if you're addicted to soda, like, you should try kombucha because it's fizzy and it's sweet. And okay. They actually make like soda flavored kombuchas out there. They and, do. Okay. I, I, you're brave. I can't do kombucha. I've tried it. I gotta try those other flavors. I think. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I was gonna say. If you try one and you didn't like it, there's so many different flavors out there. And every brand has such a different taste to it and like the style of how they do it. Okay. Um, cool. That's cool. I'm going to try that. General, I would say like fermented food, like as much fermented food as you can eat. Like I love eating kimchi, uh, kombucha. I know there's like different like kefirs, like non-dairy kefirs out there and stuff like that. How about the sauerkraut? Yeah. Sour. Well, that's basically what kimchi is. Yeah. Is uh, sauerkraut with other vegetables. But a lot of times sauerkraut is boiled. Okay. Where like, you wouldn't be boiled. So when you're boiling it, you're killing a lot of the bacteria that was living really? okay. in there. That's sad. So you want a mm -hmm. raw, raw sauerkraut. So raw time. sauerkraut is like horseradish? That's not, that's not pickled though. Okay, interesting. Well, it could be, I suppose, but. Well, I, cayenne pepper is a great thing. Like, if you, uh, any herbalist yeah. that you talk to, if they were on like a stranded island and mm -hmm. they could only take one herb with them, it would be cayenne pepper. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. because cayenne pepper um, enhances the effect of like any other herb that you would take, or I guess if it's going to be an herb, any other food that you would eat as well. And 
Okay. I guess from what I've learned, I think it's because uh, the main thing that cayenne pepper does is it improves your circulation. Okay. So if your circulation is improving, basically all of your body functions are going to improve. You know, more right. blood going to your stomach to digest the food. More cool. blood is going throughout your body to get the nutrients around in your body. Yeah. More blood is going through your body to get rid of the toxins and whatever and whatnot. Wow. Okay. I put cayenne. Oh. I put a cayenne pepper just in some water. Would that be effective, or should you just put it on your food? I don't think it would be that palatable to just put it in water. Like that would be pretty hard to take. Right. But yeah, spicy foods in general. I just I think it's the capsicum. That's what's in cayenne pepper that makes it spicy. Right. Right. That's but, good tips. God, you're good. You have a lot of good advice. I, I was surprised. I'm, I'm really glad I had I have you on right now because I'm learning from you. I, you know, nutritionists after a spinal cord injury, they teach you a certain amount of things, but I don't really feel people's spinal cord injuries um, are getting, I don't know, the, all the nutrition advice they could really get, you know? So right. it's true. And that's why I'm so happy that finally, I mean, basically I've been spending, I've been in a chair for 16 years now. Yeah. And once I learned that, like, so, you know, it was only like a year or so, a little bit more after my accident that I started eating healthier. Like, yeah. That's been the path that I've been down. That's um, great. And I'm glad that I found that out because, like, you know, I see other people, like, uh, after I moved out of the Courage Center, I lived in an apartment complex that was for disabled people. And yeah. they would all, they'd be like, oh, what's that goofy food you're eating and all that stuff? And really? your smells. And, you know, oh, why would you do that? And like, you know, like, why don't you come eat McDonald's with us or whatever and all that? No, no. I was like, no, like, you guys have UTIs all the time. Like, why do you think? I mean, like, you know, you have a colostomy bag and all this stuff. Like, yeah, no. Like, you got skin breakdown. Like, why do you think your skin doesn't heal? Like, why do you think this doesn't happen? So I was just like, yeah, no. clear to me. Like, like, so it's also a benefit for me to see other people who had been injured much longer than I was, yeah. you know, like not making the same choice as I was yeah. and seeing like how I was improving and they're not. And like, even now, like some of the guys I know, like he's, he's got his leg amputated. I know, right? Chest. Yeah. And like, this could have been prevented. Most it, definitely. It could have been. I don't, I don't think people, a lot of people who are paralyzed understand how significant your diet can make on your long-term life and your health and all that. It's huge. It's so huge. And I think, well, yeah. There's been times where like, you know, I haven't been real good with my diet and, mm -hmm. you know, like, I, like, well, last year when I started doing this job, like, I don't know, like teachers, I think they love sugar or something, but like, <laughs> Every day at like school, there's always like some extra sweet or something around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always hard to deny when somebody's always offering it. And and, it's like, no, what? And, so, just say no. <laughs> yeah, right. But mm -hmm. I could tell. Well, actually, my skin had started breaking down a little bit, and I started for the mm -hmm. first time like, getting a little bit of pressure. So really, like, see? Mm -hmm. I noticed like, as soon as I like, I was like, oh man, I gotta clean up my diet and like. I always go back to the first thing is I always cut out sugar. Like, oh, that's hard to do. That's so cool. That's good. So you put no sugar in your coffee? Well, I don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee. Wow. You're well, caffeine, um, mm -hmm. I don't like the way it affects my nervous system, I guess. Okay. Okay. Like it just makes it kind of like freak out and stuff like that. And yeah. 
so I don't, and stimulants in general, like I don't really like for my nervous system, like I don't know. You're going to live to be, you might live to be the longest living quadriplegic ever at the rate you're going. That's a word. I hope I wonder that. I, well, kind of what really kind of turned me off to like caffeine was uh, the chiropractor that I go to. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that like he preaches or anything like that, but just, well, he's a different chiropractor than most. He does, mm -hmm. like most chiropractors, they're physically moving your bones and like cracking them and stuff like that. And like, that's why a lot of people don't like going to them because like, well, I don't want to go there and have them break my neck. But oh, I know. <laughs> he uses, uh, it's called the torque release technique. Okay. And basically he's releasing the tension on your spinal cord. Oh. Um, but he'll never physically adjust you. He nice. just has a um, little thing. Uh, I forget what it's called. but like The activator. Like, it's an activator. But his is different mm -hmm. than everybody else's because, like, you know, your massage therapists or your chiropractors, mm -hmm. theirs, they can, they decide when it triggers and when it fires, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so they can push as hard or as soft as they want yeah. and trigger it. Or, his when he pushes on you it'll release and when it releases a release at the frequency of 64 hertz oh, okay. which is the frequency that resets your nervous system wow cool so i go there and like he has you lay down on the table face first it's got like a big slot in it and mm -hmm. you wouldn't notice it but the end of it is angled just right so that your legs are at a certain angle okay. and you'll put on both of your feet and one leg will be longer than the other one oh. and from there he has a whole bunch of different reflexes that he'll test okay. until he finds out uh one that tests positive what? and then he'll he'll fire his little actuator thing and yep. when he does that he calls that the primary adjustment okay. and for every primary adjustment that he does uh there can be what eight to eleven i think secondary adjustments and then he'll go, like, he'll leave you there for a little bit, and he goes around and adjusts the other people. And when he does that, like, I call it, like, shape-shifting. Cool. So I'm laying there, like, you'll fire his thing, and I'll just feel like a whoosh, like an energy kind of go throughout the body. And, you know, my breathing will get better. I'll feel like, you know, I really messed up my shoulder in my accident, my left shoulder. I'll feel my shoulder align right, my spine, like, I feel like, know where it was crooked and i'll get right and like my hips and stuff like that and it's just yeah it's amazing feeling like your body just like kind of mold back into where it should be that's pretty great well do you want to give a shout out to your chiropractor or, or if someone's out there listening and they live in another state do you know what the kind of chiropractic work this would be they called so they can find it where they live i would torque release technique you want to find a technique and the chiropractor that I see here in Minnesota, he's out of uh, Savage. Mm -hmm. It's Life Force Family Chiropractic. Cool. Um, cool. That's I awesome. I love hearing about stories like that. I, my brother's a chiropractor, so I know it can change people's lives. So that is really cool to hear. It's helping you. So unfortunately, we have to kind of end things soon here. But before we end our conversation, um, is there like anything else you wanted to quick mention that you didn't get a chance uh b vitamins okay b vitamins is B-vitamins. great thing. okay um, and, and why why b vitamins um it's a coenzyme okay. and basically 
it helps your body digest food, but it also it helps the communication with your nervous system. Like that's where your nervous system, besides from the sugars, uses to yeah. communicate. Yeah. Um, that and probiotics. Probiotics. Um, Yogurt. Which can also be, you know, fermented vegetables, fermented drinks, just like the kombucha. Like I said, basically anything fermented. Like how about yogurt? Yogurt's a good one, right? Uh, yogurts are right. I don't like yogurt because I'm not real huge on dairy because dairy produces mucus and inflammation, and the yogurt's only going to have acidophilus in it. If it does have any, you know, are the yogurts that are out there aren't actually even yogurts anyways because right. they don't have any bacteria in them at all but it's okay i mean it's better than not but i tend to stay away from the yogurt just because dairy is harder to digest and like the inflammation could you eat a just, could you eat a big pickle well most pickles wouldn't necessarily be fermented either they're not fermented they, okay i thought they well, were mm-hmm. they could well very rarely. The only ones that I found to be like somewhat fermented are like the Bubby's pickles. Okay. Hmm. And those are water and salt. Okay. That's really cool. I've heard more and more about fermented food. They believe that it can help people extend their lives. So that's a good, good, good thing to in, in well, the be. Yeah. You're eating life. So you're putting life in the body. Hmm. And that's kind of, that's what my chiropractor says. Like when you, when you're eating food, like you should think, is this, putting life into my body or is it taking life from my wow, body? Wow. Wow. That's really awesome. I'm going to leave it at that. And I, and I want to know, do you have a blog or a healthy living kind of blog where people can get advice from you or is there a way people can communicate with you if they have any, you know, questions? You sound like an expert on the topic. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you know, I should. And I guess I've been thinking about like doing this with you and I was thinking like maybe yeah. this is something. But uh, yeah. I guess I'm on Facebook. Okay. Um, well, we'll post a link to your Facebook page for now, Brian Casper. And maybe by the time this podcast goes alive, we could add another link. If you do end up starting a blog somewhere or whatever, well, I'm sure people will be able to find it if they do, you know, add you on Facebook. So, yeah. And do you have an email address too? Maybe we could, we could, you could say that real quick. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's B K A S P E R one eight two thousand at yahoo.com. One eight two thousand at yahoo.com. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that is set it up when I was in the curve center. You set it up at the curve center way back in the day, man. I know my Yahoo. I've had my Yahoo email forever too. It's funny. Well, so, I down, so I didn't have the internet, you know, so like I didn't bother getting an email address to I got up to the curves on it. Oh, you did it? Wow. Well, I'm glad you joined the digital world. And it's glad to, I'm really glad to meet you, even though, you know, it's always weird meeting people because we're both paralyzed. We happen to know each other because we're both paralyzed. And it's just great to finally uh, meet you over webcam. And I think you have a lot of awesome advice to share. You're teaching me a lot of stuff. And I've been paralyzed since 93. And I didn't know some of the stuff you told me. So thank you for sharing your advice. And I'm sure you're going to help. A lot of people out there, Brian. Thank you. If anybody has any questions, please feel free to hit me up. I would be more than happy to share my experience with them. Okay, great. And we'll have a great Thanksgiving as well, okay? Yeah, you too. All right, bye. Thank you, Brian. 
Hey everybody, so we are going to be joined now by Damon. As you can see, he is from Honolulu, right? Honolulu, Hawaii. He's a quadriplegic and I know he was injured surfing, but I forget how long ago. So, hey Damon, welcome. Hi. It's so nice to see you again. And I, I've i been friends with you for a long time online. I've yet to meet you in person, which Hawaii is just so expensive. I do want to fly there one day, but it's great to see you. Yes. Yeah. So what time is it over there? I'm always curious about the time difference. Uh, it's noon. It's oh. noon. Okay. So it's four o'clock here. So <laughs> this is so cool. So if you wanted to share a little bit, you know, about where, how, how you were injured and how long ago, that would be awesome. Uh, sure. I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a C6 uh, quadriplegic uh, as up on the big island. Mm-hmm. I was with a friend. We were hanging out at the beach, diving into shallow water. Okay. And we were just hanging out, and he was diving in and diving in, and I was just watching. And it was my first time there. I hadn't ever tried it. And so I jumped, and I didn't realize he was jumping into this small little channel. Oh, no. Sand. And then on the side, each side of it was the reef. And it was a uh, high surf. So during the high surf, there's foam on the top of the water. You can't see into the water. Mm -hmm. So when I jumped, I just missed it by like six inches. Ugh. And I hit my head. Oh, no. And I split my head and I crunched my C6 vertebrae like a turtle. Like, <laughs> like I kind of crunched it. <laughs> And like right there, I, I already couldn't move. And lucky thing, my friend, even though he was just a small little guy, he's probably like 5'3". Mm -hmm. He carried me out. He held me on the, the rocks and on the big island. It's a, it's a much different island than Kauai, where I'm from. Okay. It's much newer, so the rocks are sharp. Okay. Hawaii, the rocks are rounded. They're soft already. Mm. But he held me, and he cradled my head, and he told me, don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. And then that was back in 2003. Okay. Well, January 6th, like around my... I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and then um, he, cell phones were kind of a new deal. Mm -hmm. And luckily there are a couple of kids hanging out and they called 911. Oh, good. And the firemen came and it's not like what you imagine. When they strap you on the board, it's not a smooth ride. Mm -mm. You turn and twist and Oof. you go all the all over. And same same thing in the ER room. Yeah. There was only one doctor. So he had to put his knee up to and he, he pulled my head off of the bed, probably like 
cracking more of my spinal cord. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. And he cradled my head while he used his one hand to like close my head and staple it back together. Oh my God. They they put me on the the bed with the the cardboard (laughs) uh, neck brace. Yeah. And then they stuff you in the plane, but I'm kind of tall, so it, it took them a while to get me in there. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So it's like all claustrophobic too, because the the plane is like right near your face. Oh god, that would be horrible. But that took like an hour. So by then, my dad knew what was going on, and you know, hours the whole afternoon had gone on. Mm-hmm. So this this is around like seven o'clock at night or eighty or five o'clock at night or something. Yeah. So he was there. Yeah. So he got to ride next to the pilot and fly over. But it's annoying. It's annoying because it's a small plane. Oh. <laughs> so they take forever. That's but, scary. Oh my gosh, that must have been a really traumatic to go on a little plane and then you went to the big hospital. I'm guessing and. Honolulu or whatever is that where they brought you yeah they put me there and they put me in traction okay yeah that's, that's where they throw the halo around you and then they throw the cables back around the bed yeah so you're stuck that way for like a, a month Ugh. that that sucked and mm-hmm. and uh I don't know some people like morphine I don't no no uh, when when I press the button for morphine then I press the nurse I was like in like another world. I couldn't even speak English. <laughs> See, I, I know I'm a control freak. I wouldn't like that either. I didn't get a morphine drip when I was in traction. I don't know, man. You got lucky. I guess you didn't get lucky since you don't like morphine. So you, how old were you when you were injured? 27. You're 27. Wow. 27. Okay. So I'm, 40, I'm 44 now. You're 44 now. And you were like really in shape at the time of your injury, right? Because I saw some photos of you. You were looking super good, like all muscly and like surfy guy. Was that kind of your vibe back in the day? Yeah. Everybody looks that way here. Yeah, I guess. In your 20s. We all look so good in our 20s, right? So but basically I asked get that because it's the transition from the injury you know you go from being this healthy person that's able and then you're quadriplegic and that's like hardest it's hard at any age but at your age I imagine it was tricky since you're out you're living in Hawaii and you're outside a lot and all that but what was it like when you when you went home and and since this podcast is about diet I don't want to get too far off that but we can talk a little bit just about getting back home and kind of going back into your life. How was that at first? Was it really difficult for you or were you one well, of those rock stars that just had an easy time of it? No, no, it was super hard. Like I went to foster care. Oh, you did. Yeah. And then I, I, I stayed there for like 10 years. Cause I, I was like scared. Plus it's so hard to like, uh, come up with like first and last months. Right. Yeah, yeah. You gotta pretty much find avenues like charities and stuff. Like, cause with your check, you ain't gonna cut it. No, it's not. No, Social Security, Social Security, SSDI, that's not enough for most people's monthly so, expenses. Yeah. Yeah, the foster care takes it all. Oh my gosh. So, what did you do? Uh, well, I got a bed sore, and then once I got a bed sore, uh, I, as soon as you're in, 
in uh, as soon as you're in the facility for 90 days or longer that that was when we did our last podcast yeah yeah uh, uh, you get qualified for this program over here called going home plus it's a state program yep and they are amazing they are were the first company that I ever met that truly advocated for the patient That's for the great. Client. and they don't they, they, they say they don't say patient they say <laughs> they say client. Client. Nice. <laughs> That's really nice. So you, gosh, so you had 10 years of just not being really in charge of your own life. And then how did you get out of that? So you had help from them. And then now you ended up in your own place and like subsidized housing. Is that where you live now? Yeah, I got, I got into this really sweet place. Uh, uh, um, it's made for wheelchairs like you click a button to open the front door oh yeah um, you know that's got a sliding front door entrance that you can buzz people in and out through your phone and, mm -hmm. um, all rolling showers all the the sink and the the burners i got one of those back mirrors so you yeah. can see the top of the cooking those are nice i love those well you're that's, i'm so glad you're doing good and i know since we've been friends for a while it's funny because i saw you know i met you kind of on like after your injury and i know you put on some weight right after yeah. so many years so can you talk a little bit about that and how that how that even happened because what we yeah. want to talk about is how you lost it because i think that's really great but how did you go you know from your weight after your injury to getting overweight so many people do was it just you lost control of what you were eating and just let it go or what was it well, well i have a dual diagnosis okay i have my the c6 quadriplegia okay but all my life i've dealt, i've had my diagnosis of bipolar oh really okay okay so yeah, that's yeah, so. yeah. I've always, I've always had that. So I, when I had my manic and I went like to Texas and I was flying all over by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like doing all these things that I wasn't capable of doing, but doing them anyway. Yeah. 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 So I got a scrape on my thigh that I wasn't, if I laid in bed for like on my stomach for like a week, it would have just healed. But instead, I was sitting down for eight hours to twelve hours a day, mm -hmm. and it wound up turning into a bed sore, stage four. Oh no! Mm -hmm. And then plus, uh, you get super like embarrassed about all the stuff you do when you're in your mania. Yeah. So that causes like agoraphobia because the depression, like yeah. the mania is like, like maybe like six weeks, six months. Okay. Okay. The depression is like two years. Oh, wow. Or it can be 10 years. Okay. But um, it got, uh, after the, in, after the injury, you got to eat a lot. Yeah. Especially like protein, a lot of meat mm. for the the, uh, the the surgery to heal. 
Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so I was like eating, and then um, plus my diet was bad. I was drinking soda. Oh yeah. Uh, I was eating a lot of rice and eating a lot of like fried foods. And okay. Okay. So I that mm-hmm. between me eating, staying home, pretty much just eating and going to bed. Yeah. Take to bed all day. Oh. It just came up like like a hundred pounds. Wow. Wow. And then I, I didn't even want to leave my house. I was so big. I didn't mm-hmm. even get my wheelchairs anymore. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I was, like, shocked. I mean, the, you've really changed from – you look totally like how you used to look now. When I saw a photo of you, I was like, what in the hell happened? And I didn't – I mean, that's the honest-to-God truth of it. And I love you. You're, I love your I love your spirit. And, you know, what do you say to someone when you see that? You don't want to say anything. I just was like, I hope – and then I saw you lost all the weight, and I was like, what in – that's crazy because most people, when they put on weight, it's hard to lose it. And so it's so hard because you have to work out or starve yourself. You know, you know what helped was, uh, mm-hmm. was uh, uh, well, I talked to my doctor and, you know, he, mm-hmm. we, we went through our medic, my medications and we got mm-hmm. rid of all the, the ones that, you know, gain weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we researched and found uh, different ones that, uh, don't gain weight or yeah. or just there to need them anymore. And then I, I got in touch uh, my my dad's wife. Uh, she does all natural. Uh, she's a nutritionalist. She does cool. natural, natural food. Yeah. Uh, she's got a Facebook website, uh, Heyoka Healing. Heyoka uh, Healing, nice. Okay. H e y o k a Healing. Uh, but she like helped me a lot. Oh, really? Uh, uh, got me, like, doing a high-fiber diet. Oh, high-fiber. Okay, why high-fiber? Uh, well, well, you want – everything is about gut health. Like, oh. even, Bruce, even Bruce Lee knew that. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's what this guy I interviewed before you for this mm-hmm. podcast. I'm hearing so much about gut health lately. Good. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Lee, he put everything in a blender. <laughs> Really? Meat, you know, raw meat and all. Really? Yeah. So, you know, it's crazy. Like, I think, so you you focus, the fiber is all about having a high fiber diet improves your gut health is what you're saying then. Yeah, so you, you okay, so you, you cut out all the soda. Okay. Cut out sugar. Yeah. So, so that's like pastas. Yeah. That's, that's like rice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like a huge staple over there. I know that. I love uh, rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Fried, fried foods, tried to cut out. I tried to start boiling my stuff instead. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And change starches to like, uh, uh, I get like sweet potato. Yeah, sweet potato. Mm-hmm. And I do eggplant. Ooh, yep. Love eggplant. They do a Filipino style where they do uh, the bo- they boil the eggplant, they mix it with the egg, and uh, you know like uh, uh, panko. Yeah, yum. And, yeah, and they make it kind of like a scrambled egg sort of thing. That sounds healthy. Nice. Um, it's light or like tofu stir fries. Yeah, I'll do tofu. So like no greasy meat, basically. You had to cut out that kind of meat. Sounds like okay. 
Yeah, Chick nice. Chicken salads. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Sashimi. Yep, sashimi's good. That's great. So how much weight did you end up losing? About the 100 pounds. I got down to like, uh, I was 156. And then I'm not sure where I am now. I think I gained. I think I'm like up to one. 160. Okay. 165. I don't know. But I want to gain more because I need muscles in my chest. Yeah. yeah it's hard to do. How are you going to do that? <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to eat. You're going to eat. Yeah. And then do you do like chest presses or anything like that? Uh, I got my workout, but since I started getting more uh, active now, now that yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm like cruising around the neighborhood every day. That's good. Uh, and plus, when I when I'm in my other chair, you know what I didn't realize? What? Uh, that mm. other chair. When I got the 24 inch big muddy knob tires for it. Oh, cool. They're made it into 26 inch tires. Oh, oh so no! It's super hard to push. <sighs> sucks let's see whatever so you tell them that no i didn't well i didn't know but and they they said that i saw that now in the the um, label they said if you it adds a two inches so uh, get, get like uh 22 inch rims but it's like who buys right. 22 inch rims so it's hard to push your chair through the doorway is what you're saying no, no, no. I'm just saying the diameter of the rotation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of the throw when you push it, the throw of it. Right, right. But okay. it's good. It's that. It's a, like an exercise. It sounds fun. Do you so, take that to the to the beach on the sand? Mm -hmm. Sand is kind of tough for me. I, I can't wheelie through it. No, you can't. I dog locked wheelied on Halloween night. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I came up through a crosswalk and I came right up the transition and this guy yelled out to me, wheelie, wheelie. Oh no. I tried it and I popped it <laughs> and I held it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and it was so weird, um, off topic, but uh, yes, right. the, guy, the guy from the skydiving company that uh, yeah. said, oh, I can't skydive anymore and no more wheelchairs anymore. <laughs> what, why? What do you mean? He was, he was there eating dinner with his family, and I rolled right behind him, and he got up and turned around. He's like, hey, look, there's a skydiver, and he got up and turned around, and then I think he's, he knew exactly who I was. Oh. <laughs> and then I think he wanted to shake my hand or say what's up or something, but I was kind of tired at that yeah. point when I was pushing. So I just was, you know, when you're in your moment, you got to just keep pushing and pushing. Yeah, when you're in like when you're in the exercise mode and you're just sweating and going, absolutely. That must be fun out there pushing around outside in the beautiful weather out there. Yeah. So, um, do you so your main form of exercise? You do exercise. I know when you're talking on Facebook, you said you lost most of your weight just by diet, and you really weren't doing much exercise, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And another trick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, was uh vinegar vinegar okay apple, apple cider vinegar uh right. 
it, a sip of that. You, you start out with like a sip, like a tablespoon, and you get like two tablespoons to your water. Okay. That suppresses uh, your appetite as well as helps with digestion digestion right because it's gut health right does the is the apple cider vinegar considered fermentation stuff for your gut yeah oh yeah fermentation like anything you can yeah. get like naturally fermented it's great okay yeah is apple cider vinegar in the ferment is it is that fermented food or not really i always i don't know if vinegar. i think so and you want the one the one the brags okay oh brags all right brags. they got well, it at regular stores okay Right. Well, that's so great. I'm glad that you're able to feel better and to get into a place where you're able to get back to your normal weight and to fit in your chair and not have to get a new chair. That's like the worst nightmare ever is to go, yes, I need a new chair for my body. I would, I would lose weight too before I had to order a bigger wheelchair. For sure. I think uh, these chairs are going to work. I, I measured a 16. I've never been a 16. Yeah. I've always okay. been at 18. Oh, wow. Okay. I think I'm going to get a power chair. You're going to get a power chair? Yeah. You should. You know, you should at least get like a, a power assist or something on your chair so you can have a little bit of a extra zoom, you know? I got the, I got the crowd surf. Did you see that? No. What's that? Where's that? I went to a, a, this punk rock band concert. Uh, yeah. I had no idea who they were. Cool. Black, black flag. Okay. And uh, a bunch of friends of mine from Kona came down from the oh. Big Island. Fun. Oh, so they like were like my bodyguards and like per, like looked out for me. Awesome. And then I, I said I want to go up. They said yeah. Okay. Are you kidding me? No. So you you got lifted up in your manual wheelchair and cross surfed. Yeah, because yeah, in my sports chair I got a seatbelt up. Huh? You're you're always up to something over there. I aren't you worried that those people would drop you when you get crowd surf, or you just trust and just love the energy? It's go for it. Yeah. Well, I felt out the the crowd really uh, liked me because I moshed for like an hour. Oh, fun, cool. And uh, they they just love me in the mosh pit. Like anytime I lose my balance, they like put ride me, pick me up. And then I got to do another thing that I always wanted to do. What's that? Is at this other concert, I got to lock arms with a guy, but I wish it was a wheelchair. But I got to lock arms with a, a friend of mine, and we spun around in a circle, like <laughs> punk rock watching. <laughs> Did you have any of this on video? <laughs> yeah, it's all on video. I'm not, I'm not watching your Instagram, apparently, that close. Sorry about that. I'm just... Wow, that's awesome! You're living life. You're living life beautiful. You're 44. We're both getting old, Damon. Can you believe I turned 40 in August? I just start, and I started playing guitar again. I know. I saw. It's awesome. I'm liking your videos. The videos that you're sharing about how to play guitar in a wheelchair is really cool. We'll give a shout out for those videos. So, is there anything else you want to share with the that anyone that's check that listening before I let you out let you go? I, I want to say thank you to Red Label. Okay. You know that clothing company? Yeah. You know, they, they like stuck by me. They were there before when I was doing my extreme athlete sports. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I laid off for a while. And then, you know, when I came back, 
Adam when I was going to do the rappel. Yeah, yep. Uh, he was he was right down with me. Is like, yep, you're with the family. So it's like Red Label. Thank you, man. They're a great local company, and that's awesome. Aloha Spirit. Red Label. Red Label. Shout out to them. Is that do you know their website? We could so we could get some traffic to them. No. Uh, let me Let's see. Ch yeah, check it out. I'll wait for you. That's really great. I know I love hearing about um, any organization sticking by people. It's good to give them some aloha spirit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's uh, www.redlabelclothing.com. Redlabelclothing.com. All right, that's great. Well, thanks for sharing your story, Damon. Um, I know it's, I didn't realize that you were, you know, you had the bipolar um, thing going on. So I think that was really cool of you to share that. You know, thank you for. Cool. Well, I super want to yeah. uh, tackle that awareness. Yeah, yeah. You know, live, living with it and making it work for you. Yeah. And also knowing the side of, um, you know, pe people misunderstand and they mislabel uh, mental awareness. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of friends with bipolar. I, I, don't, I, I don't know everything about it, but I do know it's very complicated and there's a lot to it. And I know. I'm glad you, you're, you look like you're doing pretty good, though. I hope you have a good Thanksgiving tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. I hope you got a good one, too. That's going to be boring. Do you guys do some good Hawaiian food for Thanksgiving? Mm, we're Sorry. actually going to do a mix. Yeah. I'm going to go to uh, one of my caregiver, my one of my aides' houses, her okay. sister's house. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a mix of uh turkey and filipino food oh that sounds good yeah i wish i was coming to your your your, your part of the world for hawaii minnesota is so boring man oh well i'm gonna come out there one day my one of my pcas is actually coming out to kona uh for her mom's wedding and i told her she, she, i'm like i know damon's out there shit man she, i 800 bucks round trip i could come visit you didn't your dad come off to the yeah yeah my dad and stepmom they're there like every other year they love they love um oahu because they think it's cute and tiny and whatever i don't know that's where i am yeah that's where you're at no yeah way. oh well damon you're the best it's so good to see you tiff lisi <laughs> i don't take my eyeglasses off for many people just so you know that because I get super paranoid, like so. I just want to say it's good to see you, and and you're awesome. So yeah. So we will talk soon. I unfortunately have to cut it here, but we should talk again soon. Maybe we could have you have you back on. We can talk about mental health or something, or just whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. You're great. So thank you. All right. Aloha. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening. I hope you had a great time and learned a lot. And if you have any future topic ideas for our show, Life After Paralysis, please send them to me at tiffanycarlson at gmail, 
gmail.com. That's T-I-F-F-I-N-Y-C-A-R-L-S-O-N at gmail.com. Thanks. <laughs>